Sky Sports Radio loves talking racing. The people, the jockeys, the horses. The gates open now. They're off and racing. Time now for punters post-mortem. Have a look at this. How much did this have on the field? Analysis of the weekend's racing plus your calls. Welcome to punters post-mortem. Yeah, welcome to Punters Postmortem on this Monday, and it's the 24th of May. Looking forward to all of your texts and calls this morning. What a weekend of racing it was. Uh, 135353 is the number to give us a call a little bit later in the show. If you have any questions on the weekend's racing or any comments, or you can send in on the text line, and there's plenty of people already sending in questions on the text line, and just general comments, most of them about Zaki, who we saw brilliantly win that uh, Doombin Cup. Uh, Ron Doversy, uh, Dean Lester and Glenn Munsey join us as the team. And Duff, you're up in Queensland on Saturday. And uh, the question I've already put out on the social media is that win of Zaki, the most impressive win of the 2021 season. Good morning to you, mate. Yeah, good morning, guys. Um, Yeah, well, you'd have to say yes. Um, uh, Looking at the field, it looked pretty competitive on paper. Uh, They've been big-time performers in the past, um, most of the field. Multiple Group 1 winners, prize money galore, and he treats them like that. Um, it was just uh, an amazing performance. Um, you'd like to see him do it again, but he's, he's, he looks pretty well untapped. He, uh, when I say untapped, he'd, he'd come here and he had, you know, his form was well exposed, but he's really reacted to the Australian style and maybe trained a little bit differently. I want to see him do it again. Um, like he, he was terrific in the Doncaster. He may have been a little bit flat second up. Uh, but, boy, the last two, um, when I say see him do it again, he did do it the start before, and he is a serious horse. Very serious. Dean Lester, as I say, good morning to you, mate. Uh, what did you think about that performance? And that question, is it the performance of the season? Uh, I think it probably as a... Um, spectacular performance it probably was Dave, good morning to you, it was uh, just dynamic, it was a fast race probably something we didn't expect but uh, he just blew them away and and just hitting that race at the right time I think, you know, of the domestic horses he, he should be the, the highly regarded uh, horse uh, with regard to the Cox Plate, you know I haven't seen anything in the three year old ranks that have really, you know, you think are going to step up at four so it might be a you know, a three-year-old in the Cox Plate or an international little challenging, but uh, that was a that was a tremendous performance, and uh, it can only probably get better. Glenn Munsey, I'll come to you. I know you were there at uh, Rose uh, Hill on Saturday watching on the screens. Uh, first, I'll get you to answer the question: Is it that in your mind um, one of the best performances, if not the best performance of the season? And then tell us about this betting because it seemed like the big boys and their computers knew he was going to do something pretty good. Yes, good morning, Dave. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning, Dean and listeners. Uh, an amazing performance, realistically, Dave, when you consider how hard Brandenburg went out. And, uh, you know, there were still question marks as to whether or not, you know, 2,000 metres was his right distance. And, uh, you know, he'd been beaten second up by Paths of Glory. He, he did brain them in the uh, in the Hollandale. But, you know, the, the fact that James just put him into the race in a fast-run race and, and before the turn, it was a matter of what was going to run second. But you always big performance are, you know, accentuated by big margins. And, you know, th- this is a Group 1 race. You know, the defending Cox Plate champion, the, the All-Star Mile, you had Doncaster winners, you had everything like that in the field, and to blow them away. I know that Sir Dragon A has, you know, pulled up with a cough and Mugatu's pulled up lame, but he just toyed with them. 
Uh, we've only seen him th- four times now, and he's got better with every run. And uh, you talk about the betting, Dave. Well, I thought it was a big go when he won the Hollandale the other day, but he was a $3 chance into a short as two fifty. The money arrived for Sir Dragon A on Friday. He got back to $2.80 on Saturday morning. And he ran, he got in, he, he touched evens a couple of times or $2 and got back to $2.20. But uh, they have got a hatful out of him, his last two wins. How does that leave the Q, this new race, the Q22? You know, it's worth $1.2 million. It's a 2,200 metre weight for age race. Does it leave it a walkover if he decides to go there? Is everyone waiting to put their horses in the paddock to see if he goes there? Or they hang around and say, if he doesn't run, we're all still around? It, it, it leaves that race, uh, I don't know where, as far as it, you know, it being a no contest. Well, you're, you're only going to get the same horses that ran in the Doombin Cup with the probably the additions of the three-year-olds, how they come through uh, the Oaks and the Derby in Queensland, because there's, there's no real fresh blood. Like, if you weren't ready to run in that race on Saturday, uh, where have you been? And why would you be waiting, you know, the three weeks to target uh, the Q22? Why weren't you either in the Hollandale or, or the Doombin Cup? Um, and, and you look at the market, like, he was $4.50 before Saturday. He's now $1.60. Uh, Toffee Tongue's your second pick. Well, she's got a. Um, well, I suppose she ran second on Saturday. Uh, so Dragon A's still there at 11. Then you've got an explosive Jack and LaDonda V at $13. Mugger 2, you'd think it'd be going to the paddock at mm. 13. Avilius, Brandenburg, Natoya, Shared Ambition, and Warning. Well, there's fresh blood there. Warning uh, at, at $15. Well,. He's run two dollars twenty on Saturday. Why, why isn't he entitled to be a dollar sixty in that race? Yeah, it has to it has to come down to a three year old, which we don't know if we've got. I remember sort of this race was sort of like that race vow and declare one one year um, after the Derby. Uh, yeah, so it's it's his it's his for the taking if they want to wait that long. Now they're treating him as a Cox Plate horse. Um, is there long enough to, to to structure? I suppose he's an older, mature horse. They don't need need long in a paddock. But just just touching on, and I, we obviously, you know, you guys aren't using the, the big syndicate computers, but for, for him, for this horse to start as short as he did in, against that field, I wonder why they would have him marked so short. Is, is it the case of that he was that sort of, uh, that Hollandale run, he was the fresh horse on the scene, albeit in these ranks? Duff, I'm just trying to work yeah, out, because yeah. we go through that field, and, you know, there's, there's some serious horse flesh there that we've been cheering in wait for age races, but it seems like... Um, the big fellas wanted to really take the evens and strip out the tab. And how right they were, and how right they were. They're hard to beat, those big computers. Personally, I thought when he started to firm under $3, I was sort of I had to look somewhere else. I thought, this race is too competitive for him off one, off one Hollandale run to be this short, but uh, how wrong you can get it. Mm. Uh, what about some of the beaten brigade, uh, Dino? What do we do with some of the beaten brigade? Do we do we? Is it a, a forgive or forget for a few of them, considering the margin, or is it just a, you've had your chance? That's it. The relationship's over. Well, there's uh, you know there's pieces to be picked up with a couple of them. There's retirements for a couple of them. Uh, you know, it, you know the, he's the uh, the emerging horse out of the race. Uh, I thought uh, you know the the margins are so. Emphatic. It's hard to you know, make 
huge cases for the, the beaten brigade, but I thought Brandenburg on a fast speed at 2,000 battled on okay, and then you've got Natoya Melody Bell through the, the sails of Villiers Bled, Humidor retired, Chaired Ambition blew up with about 600 to go, so Dragon A and Mugger 2 had issues, so there's sort of your field. So, um, yeah, look, more importantly, he... Yeah, a lot of them, I think, succumbed because of the pressure that was on in that race, and he just got better and better. So, you know, whilst uh, there were excuses for some, at least, uh, you know, he, I think, he, well, he certainly ticked the 2,000 metre uh, bracket very easily. Yeah. Does, does that put a doubt in your mind, Glenn? And I'm only trying to be devil's advocate here. I know he's won by seven, but does it put a doubt in your mind that he's beaten Toffee Tongue and Brandenburg and the retirees have obviously finished where they have and other horses have pulled up with you know, injuries, etc. Well, Dave, it's, it's the old adage, you can only beat the horses that race against True. you. You know, you, you can't beat the ones that are sitting at home in their box. Um, and, you know, the, the, they have had issues, and it was just probably, you know, highlighted by the fact the second and third picks in the market, so Dragonette and Mugger 2 have pulled up with a problem. So the market had three runners under $20 or something. And two of them have uh, pulled up with a problem. That's why people will say, oh, you know, very, very wary of, of that because the second and third picks have gone so bad. Um, so that, that, that's, you know, that's, that's probably the people that want to pour cold water on it. You, but you can only beat them. You know, diff, all, all horses have off days or whatever. So, you, you know, to beat any Group 1 field by seven lengths and do it going half pace and running time in a fast run race, it has to be looked upon as a fantastic win. See, I mean, it's very speculative, but uh, I would have thought, unfortunately, we had to scratch 50 stars because of a a little setback. But had he run, he'd have probably run second off his Hollandale Stakes run. He's run second to Arcadia Queen in a McKinnon. He's won the Australian Cup. So, you know, that's the sort of form lines that that he brought through the Hollandale. And uh, he's just built off it again. So, uh, you know, I'm trusting that performance. I'm forgiving of some that were beaten. I don't, you know, he's... Look, I mean, it's it's never as good as that, and and Sir Dragon A and Mugatu is never as bad as that. So it's that sort of you know football analogy a bit. So uh, you know they're not they're not that far apart, but it was a stunning performance. Okay, what was that track like uh, on Saturday, Duffy? You were there. What was sort of the, some of the jocks saying? I mean, it was obviously a good four. Was it was it on pace, off pace? I, I'll be honest, I only saw a couple of the races when I was uh, down south on holiday. But um, how did it play in your mind? Uh, it was pretty fair. Um, there were horses sitting wide and finishing off. There was horses up the inside. It was. It's. It looked a bit tired. A lot of fill, and it's come to the the end of a you know the the doomed part of the carnival, and it, it probably had enough. Um, as far as you know, the the track was well ma- maintained. It was. It, it just got through. I reckon the, the, they were they were throwing a lot of fill fill up, but uh, I'd have to say a very fair track, and it. And uh, look, it's not as if they were breaking records all day. Um, so I think it puts more emphasis in the time that Zaki's run. Mm. We've got a caller on the line, boys. Our first call of the day. By the way, Nathan Exelby from the BRC is going to join us very soon. Uh, as we always, around carnival time, have that extra Queensland flavour. But we've got Sean on the line. Morning, Sean. Morning, guys. How are you? Very good, mate. What's your question or comment? Mate, first, first of all, mate, race to the Turnbull family this morning. I heard the news a little while ago. It's not, yeah, it's pretty bad. So. Yep, here, here. But, yeah, but my question, I've got to be, guys, I, I backed a horse in Newcastle on Saturday called Dynasties. Now, I was trained by the Hawks, Hawks team. Uh, I wonder what you guys know about it. Oh, it's only a two-year-old. Um, didn't, didn't go straight for at all down the straight, but it won enough to, to beat what it, it, it ran against. But I'm trying to find out where they might go with it. 
think Andrew Gibbons rode at uh, Boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, Trained by the Snowdens, not yep. trained by Hawks. Oh, so, sorry, mate. By Cam- Snowdens. Yep. The Camilleri yep. colours, Munns? Yeah, John Camilleri is the owner yeah. there. It's by Sebring out of Empress Rock. It's had uh, a couple of trials. It was very, very, uh, was very solidly back late in that race there. Uh, $2.40 into $2.15 and probably might have even been a fraction shorter than that. Uh, it's stable, mate, went up hard in the market, Sally Jean, and it was a significant drifter there, but sort of chimed in uh, the last 100 metres and was quite impressive. Right, is that where I might go to now, but I'm not sure. Or... Oh, well, uh, you, knowing the Snowdens, it's probably, uh, being a, 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 only a two-year-old taking on older horses, probably looking at a midweek race its next run, you'd think? Yep, brother, I'll, I'll give it up and see, see how it goes. Beautiful, Sean. Thanks for your Thanks, call, mate. Uh, we're going to take a break, guys. Nathan Exelby is going to join us uh, and discuss uh, some of the sights and sounds from Doom. We'll get a comment from all of you. Continue on Punters Postmortem. Then we'll open up the lines and hopefully we can get plenty of calls this morning on 13.53.53. The Punters Panel is the Punters Pal. I think Joe Reddy is the horse to beat in the race for sure. And Barrier 3 probably gets that probably length or two closer in the run and doesn't have to do as much work. Closed off brilliantly last start. So to start off the day, I think we can have a nice crack at Joe Reddy. It's Char Reddy getting the upper hand now, 100 metres to go. Hocker, he laid on the scene, but Char Reddy's in front, and Char Reddy will open the day. The Putters Panel, 9 o'clock Friday morning on Racing HQ, Sky Sports Radio. Admire Mars has found the lead. It's Admire Mars. Unbeaten two-year-old champion. Beauty generation tiring. Admire Mars from Waikuku. It's the Japanese three-year-old colt. Admire Mars to win the mile. History-making three-year-old. They're storming down the outside. Admire Mars. Admire Mars wins the NHK Mile Cup. Exceptional outcross. New to Arrowfield in 2021. Admire Mars. Get into Totally Workwear Bridalmere for all your winter workwear and corporate gear. We stock all the big brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD, NNT and Fashion Biz with a massive range of jumpers, jackets, pants and boots. Does your business need a fresh look? We've got you covered with our custom branding service. Come in store or we'll come to you. Open seven days and now till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Bridalmere, 279 Victoria Road. From suits to boots, we've got you covered. This is Punter's Postmortem on Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, welcome back to Punter's Postmortem on this Monday. And joining us now on the phone to join Ron Duffersey, Glenn Munsey, uh, Dean Lester is Nathan Exelby from the BRC. Morning, Nathan. Hey, Dave, how are you going? Very good, mate. Uh, we're discussing this morning, obviously, we've kick-started with the, the win of uh, Zaki, and a question came up about the Q22 from, from Duff. I mean, uh, 160 now with Tab. Have, there been any, have you heard anything along the grapevine about uh, what Annabelle's going to be doing with this horse? I know we spoke to her yesterday, and she said she'd give it a day or two. He, he went out to a farm just to have a couple of days out of the stable, but she said they won't have much time to make the decision. Um, I'm not sure if I was any clearer after that conversation than what we were on Saturday. I know the owners were definitely keen to press on, and the jockey certainly is, but um, obviously forefront in Annabelle Neesham's mind is getting him ready for the Cox Plate. So obviously up here we're all all hoping that that, uh, he stays in training another three weeks, and hopefully that's the way it pans out. How do you think the the makeup of this field will, will end up without him? 
Do you think it'll yeah. be better without him or with him? Because with him, it's going to be a very small field, and without him, there'll be uh, probably a lot more numbers. That's exactly right. I think definitely from a carnival point of view, you want him there, even if it is only five opponents. You know, we look back on some of those great races years gone by, and a lot of those great horses were only beating small fields. So I think from a promotional point of view, absolutely you want him there. Um, the betting point of view, sure, he's going to completely stifle betting, but I think as a spectacle, and given that this race has been you know promoted so heavily in this first year, you definitely want him there. Mm. Is there a bonus uh, the, attached? I oh, was sorry, Munzer. Is there a bonus attached for winning these three races, or is that something that they would possibly no, look at? No, no, they possibly couldn't. But I mean, the the Q twenty two's gone from probably a, a two hundred fifty thousand dollar race to one point two million in in one year. So the idea of that was to try and get a melting pot of you know the the fillies and the colts coming together after the Derby and the Oaks and the Way for Age horses pressing on from the Doom and Cup. I guess you don't expect to get a. A, a, a dominant force like this to come along in the first year, but it'd be a nice problem to have, I think, for the carnival if um, if he's there and he does scare the others off. Yeah, it's the old O'Shea Stakes, isn't it, mate? That's the one, yeah. So the O'Shea was previously run on Oaks Day, so they pushed it back a week to Stradbroke Day. The Derby's been brought forward two weeks, so that that then gives them two weeks to, to press on to, to that race or the Brisbane Cup if they wanted to go to 3,200 metres. And like Vowen declared it a couple of years ago, ran in the Derby and then the Tattersall's Cup was uh, 3,000 metres that year. So that was some of the thinking in, in making those changes with the Carnival. Right, some of the uh, the other races, uh, Nathan, on Saturday, uh, a good story regarding uh, Robert Heathcote telling his owners um, this is the wrong <laughs> yeah. price, Emerald Kingdom, start betting. Uh, I just had a look at its flux, you know, went up $26 in an all-in market, was 51 61 71. He said, now you start betting, and uh, he was proven correct. Yeah, he was, and he d- he just felt that the first up run there in the victory stakes was a total forgive. The horse is a quirky horse. He needs to have things go right for him and, and go with the horse rather than try and restrain him and um, he felt it was just a total forgive and I know he thought the horse had been flying going into that but it's, 71 seemed generous in hindsight but the flux didn't sort of were they 31 the top flux wasn't it something like that uh, Glenn? Uh, 34 on Saturday morning yeah. that was probably top flux for the day yeah, yeah. So you know, he's a talented horse and it panned out well for him it looked like there was an enormous amount of speed on that in that race on paper and that's the way it looked in the first hundred metres but once they got there they sort of all steadied up and, and he was able to dominate from the front and um, he was, uh, it was proved hard to catch once that scenario unfolded. We and, moved and to the wash up, yeah, wash up from the Roses, uh, all of these fillies looking to press on to the Oaks? I guess, yeah, they do. They do. Um, I'd be interested in, in Ron's thoughts on this. There certainly doesn't seem any standouts that we've seen in either the, the bracelet or the roses up here. If, if Dewis is in good order, then she would seemingly be hard to beat in the Oaks, I would have imagined. Yeah, it looks the widest Oaks I've seen in many years. So there'd be differing opinions there. Dewis has to go into there nice and fresh. So we've got no real recent in the last month form about her, but the the... the you know, Edward seems pretty happy with her. Uh, to, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's held back his decision for a long time. So, I suppose she might be a go-to horse. Although, there's obviously a couple of improvers. If we get rain on the day, bargain will come right into it. And I thought Charm Star, having her first run since the New Zealand Oaks, did enough. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't put the 
the the pen through uh, the, the the favourite out of that race either. You know how Chris Waller operates; he'll he, he'd be just ready to peak her up again. Uh, so uh, it, it looks a tough one, doesn't it? Well, what's the feeling on now that the Eagle Farm's about to take back over for the rest of the carnival? It, it, it's been, I think, they're pretty happy with that track at the moment. Yeah, look, it's it's better than it was over the summer. The, the summer was when it copped all the criticism that meeting leading into uh, Magic Millions, where it was said to be very hard. So it's definitely got more cushion in it. it. Look, it's a different surface. There's there's no other way to describe it. When you you, you get there, you'll see it. It's a, it's a different type of grass and. Look, it's just a matter of fact that when they race at Eagle Farm now, it's it's constantly the the, the cause of, of huge debate, which is unfortunate, but that's the way it is. But from a cushioning point of view, certainly it's got so much better. Um, as, as for wet trackers, you probably... You know, you, Queensland Guineas Day was about as wet as it got and it absolutely pelted down that day. Mostly, if it rains leading into the race, races up until Friday, then it, it just gets back to a good four because it just drains so quickly and that's been, I guess, part of the problem with it. But comparing to what it was in January, no, a lot more giving the ground now. So do, when we're doing the form, do we do we be a bit wary? We, do we have to oh. sort of look for horses that have done something at Eagle Farm in the last six months? I definitely think that's an advantage, and well, especially if you've got a conviction there, then you certainly want to be cautious with those horses. I think if you look back at the results, the best horses have tended to win there when the good horses have come from interstate. So the best horses overcome those type of things. But it, there's no doubt that, it, that it's a horses for courses track these days, and, and some horses go better there than than others. And um, you know, Tony Gollan, for instance, you know, he, he has. He tends to avoid it if he can. With horses that have failed there, he doesn't persevere. Nathan, we're going to chat with you uh, in the Mondays to follow, mate. So what do we got this week in the tab? Kingsford Smith. Um, interesting to see what happens with Gitra and whether uh, he makes his way up from South Australia. In that market, we've got Gitra, 350 favourite, uh, not nommed in the all-in market. Savatiano, Trekking, Wild Planet, etc. And uh, also on this weekend, we've got the Sires and the Queensland Derby, an explosive jacket, 280 favourite there. Imagine if he can get uh, all the derbies done. That'd be quite some feat. Yeah, and then the funny thing is that the Fred Best, the Group 3 race, might upstage them all with, with Ayrton uh, making his first appearance here in, in Queensland. And the other thing to know, guys, the, the weights for the Stradbroke are due out today, so that'll give you an idea of uh, order of entry and um, what some horses require to happen to to make the field up for Ayrton. It's pretty straightforward. He has to win, and uh, he gets a run in the Stradbroke. Beautiful, Nathan. Uh, have a good day, mate. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. Nathan X will be there from the BRC. Now, we're going to take a break. We're also going to open the lines. 13.53.53 is that open line number. If you've got any comment on the weekend's racing or any questions, give us a call right now. Favourites impending. Red light is on. Gates open racing. A son of champion, Lonro, from dual Group 1 winner, Nemesin. Impeccably bred. Impending's the one, two, classy. He raced in all the big races against all the good horses. Impressive. Won the strap broke from in her time and clearly innocent. They're impending and for four the photo Chautauqua or Rock Magic or clearly innocent. Then Vega Magic, Super Castrella, Queer a man from Uncle. Imagine winning the Everest, the Golden Slipper, Sire's Produce, Golden Rose, Caulfield Guinea, Darley Sprint Classic, Lightning Stakes, Stradbroke. Impending. First yearlings at the sales now. 
Australasia's best race fillies and broodmares are set to shine at the Magic Millions National Broodmare Sale on the Gold Coast. Track superstars, proven stakes producers and young mares in foal are in abundance at the Southern Hemisphere's premier breeding stock auction. Melody Bell, Tafane, Natoya and Arcadia Queen are among over 200 black-type performers catalogued for sale. The Magic Millions National Broodmare Sale, May 25 to 27. To view the catalogue, visit magicmillions.com.au. At TAB, we're on a mission to deliver punters confidence they're getting the best price. Introducing The Lock, a new feature on your TAB app. Just activate it when placing a tote win bet, and if the fixed odds starting price is better when your horse wins, we'll pay you the difference in cash. The Lock, new on your TAB app. Download today. Tab. Long may we play. Excludes WA residents. Available once per day on eligible online bets. Max odds difference payout $100. TNC's a website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help 1-800-858-858. You're listening to Punter's Postmortem. Have your say. Call us on 13 53 53 SMS 0419 767 272 or send us a tweet at Sky Sports Radio 1. Yeah, give us a call right now. 13 is the open line number if you've got any questions for our panel. Dean Lester, I might come to you here, mate. There's a few texts on the text line wanting to know your thoughts on race two, uh, which we saw there at headquarters at Flemington on Saturday. Uh, and the horse is... Um, the was the favourite, the seven, um, Holbein, uh, Holbein. What did you make of it? Because it looked gone on the turn, these uh, texts are saying, and, you know, obviously the drift was uh, spot on. Yeah, he was a... I mean, he won one of his previous 30 runs, but it was his last start, so he started favourite. Uh, I thought he was a pretty poor favourite, but he raced poorly, and I see that he's uh, he's gone for a spell. But, uh, he, you know, he got out to... Even at 250, he was too short. And, you know, he, there was a lot of pressure in that race, whereas when he won at Caulfield, he did it on his own terms. And uh, on Saturday, he didn't get that luxury, and, and hence he, he was well beaten. But, uh, yeah, I see on the socials, Steve Richards, is, uh, he's gone to the paddock for a, for a break. Okay. Uh, Munz, you're at, uh, in Sydney. Um, I saw that update, too, from Tommy Sherry. Um, give us an update on, on Tom, if those people haven't seen your socials, and also um, the performance of I Am Power. Punish just uh, wanting to know what you thought of the win of I Am Power. Yeah, well, uh, first of all, Tommy Sherry came off uh, his ride in the last race uh, just as I went out on the track about the Turidan, uh, uh, the um, Melbourne visitor there, came off at about the 50-metre mark, and uh, Tommy sent me a message on Saturday night saying he's broken his arm in two places. He'll be operated on today, which is terrible luck for him because he's only, he's only just returned after breaking his collarbone. Uh, and uh, they actually thought he might have broken both his wrists. That was the first um, analysis uh, at the track on Saturday. You knew there was something that was a little bit more serious than just a normal fall because when he came off, he rolled under the uh, rolled under the running rail because there were still three or four horses that were going out on the track, and uh, he, he, he half went to get up, and then he sort of put his head in between his legs, and I thought he might have only been winded, but um, when the, uh, the ambulance guys got there, it was a good sort of five minutes till they even got him into the ambulance so he must have been in a fair bit of discomfort and uh, it's found out that he, he has broken his arm there but I am power uh, this is of course the imported galloper and the, the story behind I am power Tommy Sherry actually rode him or strapped him uh, as a young horse in Ireland 
uh, and he's seen plenty of the world, I am Power, because uh, he, he went from Ireland and, and, and he went to went to Hong Kong and now he's in Australia. But he looked absolutely beautiful on Saturday. Always a tough task for a horse having their second run after an, a lengthy sort of time off. He had uh, 25 months off or close to it. And, uh, well, it's just a situation. Uh, you know, people were, were looking at that race there. Blondo, who, who beat him quite comprehensively at Gosford, uh, he met him better at the weights there and Blondo started a short price favourite but uh, Blondo couldn't pick him up on Saturday and uh, you know to, to do what he's done in his two runs here in Australia um, you know he's probably a horse that y- you want to be with because as I said he looked absolutely beautiful on Saturday. Jumping up to Queensland now uh, Duff uh, a few punters here wanting to know your thoughts on the fifth event the Pam O'Neill Stakes uh, and were you surprised to see Yamazaki out in front doing what it was doing and obviously Nudge was too good late. Yeah, well, she has a mind of her own, Yamazaki, and she has shown that in the past. Uh, she's brilliant on a day, but um, up to the mile there on Saturday, she, she just took off, and uh, Bowman didn't want to fight her. It nearly paid off, actually. Um, I thought, oh, no, she's going to, she's bolted now, she's going to uh, stop, but she, she gave him something to chase for a long, long way there. So considering, uh, you know, she she had really not performed at a mile in the past I thought she did a, a, an excellent job but a, a worthy winner there in Nudge um, she even though when you look at a record 18 starts only two wins her form this preparation had been outstanding um, with no luck with bias against her and tracks against her and the tempo uh, against her in most races she's she's pulled out and I think we've brought her up on this show on, on numerous occasions this preparation and she finally got something go right for her and thoroughly deserved it so I want to follow Paradis because she was first up at a mile and she chased that speed and still stuck on pretty well in a brutal contest that they've crawled home so hopefully she can come out the other side of that and improve and um, there's you know she could be a a really legitimate Tats Tiara mare her Mm. Uh, we've got a call on the line. Before we get to David on the line, um, Daniel O'Sullivan, who we know is active on the socials and puts out his his racings, he's just uh, tweeted, fellas, uh, Zaki, with an elite rating of 110 for weight for age performance rating. So that's obviously what he's rated off, off his system. But interesting that uh, only three horses, is what he says, only three horses have gone better at 1,600 metres plus in the last five years in regards to his rating. So one of those was Winks, who rate, uh, rated 110 plus nine times. Hartnell was 111, winning the 2016 Turnbull. And Francis of Assisi uh, at 110.5 in the 2016 QE. That was a 10-length win. Uh, the last two Cox Plates, Sir Dragon A uh, rated 106 and Lice Pursuit 108. So look, that's, again, another opinion out of the machine. But... Um, Gee, it must be jumping off the page, old Zaki. So it be very interesting to see what, what happens with that Q22 and others. David, good morning to you. Hi, good morning, everyone. Um, yeah, just Zaki, I was so impressed, like so many people. And, you know, but I, I think we should all not get carried away. You know, one one or two runs, you know. We, Duff, probably if, if we went back through the years, there's probably been horses that have done something in one run and they never win again, and we forget their names. But on that day, just on Saturday, I mean, that was like a Winx performance. Or, and I was looking at a replay yesterday of um, Dulcify when he won the Cox Plate. And 
you know, I know you can say the others didn't perform, but, you know, Toffee Tongue did run second to um, Very Elegant in the Turnbull, only just beaten. So it's not as if she's an absolute 10th rate tenth rate mare and, and you know you just don't see horses win by seven lengths but can i just make a prediction boys mm-hmm. is that all right yes yeah i reckon okay don't call me crazy but i reckon in two or three years watch our chris waller and kieran Mar and co i reckon annabelle nisham is going to be the next big thing i think you're, you're going to be surprised just how well she goes i think she could be something very special as a trainer yeah, I don't know if it's a bold prediction. I think a lot of people may agree with you because she's got the backing of a lot of firepower now. Mm-hmm. Um, for a young lady to be getting to the sales and and buying multiple horses for 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 very very uh, big players in the industry, it's a great start. And uh, she, she's she's learned how how to handle a big team with Kieran. And uh, yeah, I, 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 we're all, we're all expecting big things from Annabelle. There's no doubt. Beautiful, thanks, David. A um, couple of texts here on the text line. Um, uh, come to you here, Duff. I mean, what do you what do you say to some of the social media chat about you know that this this bloke and some of these horses that are racing around in our races were aren't the elite uh, of the elite to come out from from the UK and. You know that if we went there, we'd be getting towed up. Do you do you buy into any of that sort of chat? Uh, or not really, not really. Each to their own. You know, your champion mightn't be my champion. Um, yeah. That, that you know, we're allowed to have our favourites and and have our opinions. And I, I'll um, yeah, I, I respect anyone's opinion. Like I said, my champion might not may not be your champion. Mm. I just find I find it funny, you know. We, well, we've got all these good horses over in the UK, but um, they're racing for ribbons. They're going like a bastard over there. Uh, let's get to Bob on the line. Morning, Bob. How you going? What's your question, mate? Uh, the pick four in the last race at Flemington on Saturday. Uh, as you're probably aware, there was a massive results in the previous race. And they had a twenty-one thousand dollar carryover pool into the last last race. The the pool eventuated to ninety-eight thousand two hundred seven dollars, but the pick four, pick first through the fourth, paid two thousand six hundred and forty-seven dollars. Just wondering why why that would have happened. Well, this has got Glenn Munsey written all over it. Surely, yes. Glenn, you would have been you would have been looking at all the dividends and the and exotics the for Flemington. Yeah, I'll write them all Glenn. down, Dave. Uh, like yeah, forty winning the... tickets to me, but uh, just at a guess. But um, you they were the, the four favourites. I mean, yeah. they can be a carryover, but they were the four favourites that ran one, two, three, four. Yeah, they're all under ten to one. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and I think the the big computers. We talk about the big computers here this morning, and they would have uh, obviously played that pool to their algorithms and, and uh, wanted a part of it. Could have been in someone's strategy in there and they just hammered it. Mm. Yep. Yeah. yeah, but what I don't understand is, given you have a $98,000 pool, how come it only pays 2600 for 100% of it? Because it means, it means that 40 people got it. people get it. Yeah, 40 it's full dollars. Pool, so it's a, it's a divisible, that 2.6 into the 98 grand. Well, less the uh, less the uh, commission taken out. Yeah, less yeah less Munzer's fee. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Thanks, which Bob. I'm looking at putting up actually. Um, yeah, you know, for the work that I'm doing out wide. 
two questions for Dino here. Uh, Dino, uh, apparently there was a Mick Price uh, two-year-old. Uh, is it Man Manjani or Mangini um, or Mangani? Uh, what do you yep. think of its debut? And secondly, uh, the ride on Ocean Miss. Uh, yeah, he miscued on Ocean Miss, uh, just staying in. Um, that was the race that we were just talking about earlier with Holby, and uh, they went hard. Uh, the leaders were stopping, and young Matt Cartwright should have came out, and Brett Preble did on Mongolia Marshall and stole the break, and Ocean Miss should have won. Probably little doubt about that. Uh, and Mangani's going to get a mention a bit later, but... Uh, don't be surprised. We see this race every year uh, that uh, these 1400s at Flemington late in the season, these are where your Derby and your Oaks sort of horses come from. Uh, and uh, he might be one of them. He's a, he's a son of Tarzino, a Derby winner from the same stable with Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr. And Barrier One didn't suit him at all. Uh, he, he was fine and uh, he's got a nice future. All right, just on um, Victorians as well, um, any chatter? I know you're close with the Ma Eustace team. Is Explosive Jack going to go to. To Queensland, have you heard anything on the grapevine? Yeah. He's definitely going? Oh, he's in Sydney at the moment, isn't he, I think? Yeah, I know he's there, but but they've, they've, every time I've seen David uh, commented, even yesterday, uh, watching some replays on racing.com, they're sort of saying, oh, look, we'll just wait and see what the horse tells us. They're sort of waiting, but obviously they're, they're, they're going. Uh, I, well, I, yeah, I, I hadn't actually seen that, Dave, so apologies. Okay. But, uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I know the uh, certainly the stablemate's certainly going. Let's crack a deal. Um, and, yeah, I would imagine uh, he'll be going to try and win his fourth derby. But, uh, yeah, I suppose that's, uh, you know, tomorrow or t- this morning would have been a yeah. gallop morning. So, you know, and then the trip up. I think uh, the only hassle at the moment is the Plains. But he's, well, he's in uh, Sydney. He's in no, Sydney. He's in Sydney. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. it's all... that that uh, That's been cleared, that plane. I think G-Char's got on a plane. Yeah. Uh, I read yeah, somewhere. The plane so tomorrow night, I think. Yeah, so that's all been cleared by the Queensland government, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no worries. Uh, we've got uh, Kurt on the line, boys. Morning, Kurt. Hello, Kurt. Oh, morning, Dave. How are you, mate? Very good, mate. What's on your mind? What's your question? That's the shot. Hey, Ron, did you get to see last uh, two weeks ago Wild Planet for uh, Rupert there in the in the 10,000, mate? How good? Yeah, he was very good, wasn't he? Uh, so he's, he's come back well. The timing's right, picking up for one carnival. So, yeah, I'm, I'm no knock from me. Proceeding forward, Ron, with the campaign? Oh, for sure. Sweet. So straighty, straighty um, grand final? Oh, I'd say for, uh, yeah, that, so. that looks a target for him all the yeah. way through. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Ron, um, I've got a long shot one because, you know, I like having long shots. Mm-hmm. Ron, uh, this is, of course, say, this is, what, this, this is a, a, a good example of going off early, but um, Launces for the Broadmeadow Cup, Ronnie. What say you? For Rupert as well, just by the by. Yeah, he's very good at Hawkesbury, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, well, what do you think, Ron? Do, would, would that be Chris's aim? Oh well, it's it's a while off, but um, I don't think you haven't put you haven't thought of that race yet. It's only in September, Ronnie. So yeah, I know. Um, what have you uh, been doing? I, I'm wondering whether where he is actually. <laughs> oh, uh, no, that was a beautiful kill coming over from over there. Had Lena's hero form, Ron. So yep. that was good from midweek. Ron, can I ask you, mate? Just off the just um, you're up in Queensland, aren't you? Uh, I was. I'm back in Sydney now. Well, I wanted to give you one, Ron, because I know your expertise lie with where, where you do your form, but 
During the week, Ron, uh, money for jam fortified at Ipswich on Wednesday. I'm, I'm just, I don't know, Ron, but would Chris just be throwing it in for, for a sneaky Queensland derby? I don't know. Is he in the market, Glenn? Yeah, he's definitely going to the derby. He's he, going? He, oh, well, I'm yeah, getting on. That's very impressive winning at Ipswich. Um, yeah, it, was, wasn't he? it was only a matter of how far he was going to win by. And yeah. just coming to the turn, um, he, he, he didn't know whether he should go around the leader or wait and go up inside the leader. And that probably cost him you know, winning by eight instead of six. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's my chop out for sure. And, and Dino? Yes, Kurt. Can I just ask you about a maiden or a maiden or I saw? It was two weeks ago. The deck. <laughs> Did you see the deck there first up? The deck. Uh, you're going to give me some clues. Where was that? Um, Geelong on a Friday. Yes, I know the horse you mean now. Um, just give me. It was a, a classic sit and pounce job. Mick yep. Price, Kent Junior. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're they're just rolling out some really nice horses at the moment, and uh, yeah. It had trolled up nicely, so yeah, no, I'll be uh, be following it through, Kurt. Yeah, cool. And Dino, I like to see the bubbly last form because I rated that maiden win there. There's already two that have come out. A nice one there on Friday, AC Dolce, and also yeah. Prosecutor. So that that I knew that was a good maiden win, better than anything at Warrnambool. So much has already come out and subsequently Frank there. Uh, so that was a good win, wasn't it, Dean? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. A, she had a really good run and a really good ride, and you could just tell she'd been named at it. But all the former rounders sort of uh, stacking up okay. And as you said, Kurt, that uh, horses that were well beaten in that maiden, uh, such exactly. as AC Dolce stepping up, uh, Husker Sun, um, uh, Prosecutor, another winner. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, there's three winners already out of that maiden. So uh, we're probably looking for Phineas next. That's probably the next one. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think it's been around since. No, it hasn't. So uh, it's probably the next one because it was the really good run in the race on debut. And Dean, I wanted to give you one from overseas because I was waiting for this horse. It broke its duck there last night in the um, German, German, German. Um... Oh, turn it up, honestly. No, I watched the French Oaks yesterday. I didn't watch the German racing. It was a no. It was uh, only two races I took attention in. It was the German okay. Oaks and the German Dami Trials, and it yeah. broke its duck there. It's by Protectionist, so it's Protectionist's first Group win there last night. Broke its duck in the in the Oaks Trial. It's going to the Oaks Dean. It, their equivalent, it's called Pre de Diana. So yesterday right. there was a Diana Trial there, and it broke its duck there. I'm pretty sure it's the first winner for Protectionist, mm-hmm. and um, Amazing Grace is her name, Dean. Okay. There you go, so Dean. that's my that's my German Oaks tip there. And when are the markets open for that, Glenn? Um, German all, Oaks. Uh, Can I take yeah. a multi <laughs> or yeah. a first four even? Yeah. Well, uh, there's a pedigree update here. The Group Two Diana Trial winner, Amazing Grace, is a stakes winner for Protectionist. It's a five by five Sadler's Wells, oh. uh, similar oh, to Dane Hill yeah. Cross the Group yeah. Three Lambo. And it's Dam's the stakes winner, Amabel. The third Dam, the Group 2, Anabar. The fifth Dam is Pre de Diana winner, uh, Anna Paola. Yep. So, yeah, so pedigree buffs for that. There. He knew that. Mm-hmm. What happened to that world's best miler we saw, Duff, the other week, uh, the German horse, that they were all saying was the best? Uh... Mm, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've just, the German form, actually, i got to... Email for a, for a German horse yesterday, so I, I'm not right. What to buy? <laughs> yeah, to, to buy into? Trying, they're all trying to sell them. Yeah. Ah, very but, good. Uh, yeah, it's not. That's good. It's better form than what we think. 
Now, we'll take a break, boys. After that, have a breather. <laughs> we'll get some horses to follow after this. Get into Totally Workwear Bridalmere for all your winter workwear and corporate gear. We stock all the big brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD, NMT and Fashion Biz with a massive range of jumpers, jackets, pants and boots. Does your business need a fresh look? We've got you covered with our custom branding service. Come in store or we'll come to you. Open seven days and now till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Bridalmere, 279 Victoria Road. From suits to boots, we've got you covered. Impressive power and rhythm. Impending's the one too classy. Impeccably bred. A son of champion Lonro from dual Group 1 winner Nemesim, a family of millionaires. Lonro, he's coming. He's going to get there. Yes, Lonro won it. What a champion. What a way to go. Imagine winning all the big races against all the good horses. Well, you can. Impending. First yearlings at the sales now. Impossible to ignore. Admire Mars has found the lead. It's Admire Mars. Unbeaten two-year-old champion. Beauty generation tiring. Admire Mars from Waikuku. It's the Japanese three-year-old colt. Admire Mars to win the mile. History-making three-year-old. They're storming down the outside. Admire Mars. Admire Mars wins the NHK Mile Cup. Exceptional outcross. New to Arrowfield in 2021. Admire Mars. You're listening to Punters Postmortem. Have your say. Call us on 13 53 53 SMS 0419 767 272 or send us a tweet at Sky Sports Radio 1. Uh, Dino, you might have to be putting out your, uh, your, your address, mate, to get some presents sent to you because let, lots of texts here about Mongolian Marshall, um, who you put out as your best each way on Saturday. Is that correct down there in uh, Melbourne? Yes, yeah, we uh, we put him out. He was around the fourteen, fifteen dollars at the time, and ran about that. So that was uh, that was a good result. So yeah, as perfect. Uh, uh, what do you I say, Mum? It was. I think you find it was twenty three dollars. Well, it was twenty three on Friday. Yes, yes. yes. Lovely yeah. to cream with a cherry on it. Mm. It's fantastic. Uh, now, Polly Gray, Duff, uh, you were watching from afar. I've got a comment from you here, Muns. What did you make of uh, that Lord Mayor's Cup at Rose Hill? Yep. Uh, look, it was typical uh, sort of. Winter Cup that we have this time of year. I, I, Chris has done an amazing job with her. Look, she's no star. She's an older mare, and he's just placed her to perfection to win three very nice races um, out of the past four starts. And he's just picked her up in the right races at the right time. I think she goes to the broodmare sale now, and and uh, she's done a terrific job. And, uh, and she's just got a little bit of heart about her as well. And good, nice to see her... You know, she doesn't need a really wet track. She she showed it on the soft five there on Saturday and, and got the job done. Parry Sound, he's threatening to win a race. I want to see him win one now. He's uh, having a little bit of a think about things. And um, the Joe Pride's horse, I think, is the horse to follow out of that. He, he, he's going to be a uh, winter cup horse. I mean, these, cup, these winter cups all the way through Stockman. Uh, he can stay and he likes it wet and he's ready to win another race. And uh, just a comment to Phyllis uh, on Kerwin's Lane. Um, very nice win against Ellsberg in that 1500. Yeah, smart ride, wasn't it? He just rode him two lengths closer, knowing that he could get the, the horse to beats back. They put seven lengths on the rest of them or whatever. And uh, it wasn't if the favourite disappointed. It's just Kerwin's Lane flew. 
and uh, Brenton had a lot of confidence into him going into the meeting. I can uh, had him on the set that morning. He's by far my best ride. He was very bullish about his chances, and he was correct. Uh, so lovely tactics. Uh, got the job done, and Ellsberg still got another win in him as well. All right. Uh, some horses to follow, gentlemen. Uh, we'll come to you, Dino. Mate, uh, what are we following from that uh, Melbourne? Uh, we mentioned uh, Mangani earlier. Uh, probably not... In the short term, but wouldn't be surprised if he's a, uh, a derby horse uh, long term. Uh, out of the same race, a horse called Spirit of Gala, the first starter, probably gets through at wins and had had a pretty light preparation going in, really, with only a couple of very easy trials. So I think it's open to a lot of improvement, Spirit of Gala. And Luna Flair, Graham Begg's got his team going well. He had the long odds winner of Romancer in the... Uh, in the feature race, the straight six, but in the uh, the last Luna Flair, she's absolutely flying. I, I just wonder if he might even take her up for that new Phillies and Mares 2100 at uh, Eagle Farm over the carnival because uh, she is uh, low flying at the moment. Mm. Okay. Uh, Duff, your horses to follow? Uh, I said Stockman. I'm going to follow him um, in the staying races. And uh, that mare resumed after a year off Hellenism. Um, she's eligible for another highway and uh, she showed a lot of talent before before having that uh, year off. So that was very encouraging to resume in a 78 Saturday and, and to run second there. So uh, I think St Vincent's got her come back, got her come back well. All right. And uh, Munns? Uh, I wouldn't be sacking Patino Ruby from the highway. Uh, first run, and Brett Kavanagh said on uh, radio, he said, look, if it was 1,100 metres, you could put your house on it. Uh, it was just the last little bit that found uh, found her out, but I, I wouldn't be sacking her. I thought she was she went well enough in that highway, so she's definitely got a, a race in her. One in the uh, the three-year-old, the Benchmark 72, one of Chris's runners there, Good Omens. Uh, he uh, Once again, Chris uh, put a... Um, he said he'll run much, much better today when uh, he was on radio on Saturday morning and it did. Now he's eligible for a class one race and just you, you want to get him when he's on a dry track uh, in in that race there. And from the last, uh, La Grisa, she was very, very good. She had to be ridden just back, uh, straight back to last from the outside alley in a big field there, the last race. And she found the line very, very nice the last little bit. Perfect. Uh, plans for this week, gentlemen. So, Duff, uh, will you be back in Queensland on Saturday? Uh, yes. Yep, yep. Back for the um, big meeting next week at the Derby, whatever, and really looking forward to it. Yeah, and that uh, obviously... Does it give you a little bit of heebie-jeebies, though, hearing Nathan just talking about that track? I mean, you're going to have to obviously be really looking at that form and previous performances there. Yes, uh, I'll be keeping a very close eye on the Eagle Farm recent form. Mm. Uh, Dino, plans for the week, mate. Uh, where where's big racing on Saturday? Are they at headquarters again, or is it Caulfield? Uh, no, we've got a week off. It'll be Caulfield. Uh, that's pretty much the standard now through Winter Caulfield and Flemington. So uh, midweek meeting at Sandown Hill. So we had a really good jumps program yesterday, the Australian Hurdle and Steeple. But uh, yeah, that uh, into the uh, we'll be uh, watching further north for the feature racing and the, the most interest with uh, uh, Victorian racing will be Ayrton trying to win his way into the Stradbroke with a win in the Fred Best. And what about uh, your week, Munns? I'll probably go and find a desert island somewhere, Dave. Um, so, you know, lie on a banana lounge, uh, get a drink with an umbrella in it and, uh, you know, have a pretty cruisy week. 
Are you off to Queensland? Get your PGA ticket after uh, Phil Mickelson. Yeah, I've, I've something on f- floppy Phil there in the the PGA, getting the money at fifty. Uh, congratulations to Phil there. So uh, just goes to show you boys, you know, age does not uh, uh, weary them, and he gets it's the money number. in the, the PGA. Exactly it's just right. a number. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank but, no, I won't be going to Brisbane, Dave. Uh, my cards have been marked never to travel again, apparently. So uh, no, I'll be, uh, He spends too much. You yeah. spend too much up there. You get I, excited. I, I have to arrange for every, I have to arrange everyone else's uh, time up there, Dave, so they're picked up Dave and started, dropped Dave. off and everything like that. So, you know, it's like organising <laughs> restaurants for people in different states of Australia, Dave. Yeah, and there were some very good tips from you gentlemen too in Hobart. Uh, boys, thanks for, for the show today. We'll chat next Monday. Thanks, See you guys. Dave. Thanks, Dave.